0: Hello and welcome to our new episode of Around the World in 80 Books. Today we avail ourselves of the friends at the Spanish Ministry of Time – if you have no idea what I'm talking about, just Google it – and take a trip down to 1554, when the life of Lazarillo de Tormes was published anonymously, causing quite a stir within the Spanish Inquisition. The novella founded an entire genre, which we now know as the picaresque novel. From the Spanish word picaro, meaning rascal. And it is this rascal that we are meeting today in the words of the novella's first chapter. The Life of Lazario de Tormes by Anonymous Translated by Clemens Markham Chapter 1 Lazaro relates the way of his birth and tells whose son he is. Well, your honour must know, before anything else, that they call me Lazario de Tormes, and that I am the son of Tome González and Antonia Pérez, natives of Tejares, a village near Salamanca. My birth was in the river Tormes, for which reason I have the river for a surname, and it was in this manner. My father, whom God pardon, had charge of a flour mill which was on the banks of that river. He was the miller there for over fifteen years, and my mother, being one night taking with me in the mill, she gave birth to me there, so that I may say with truth that I was born in the river. When I was a child of eight years old, they accused my father of certain misdeeds done to the sex of those who came to have their corn ground. He was taken into custody, and confessed and denied not, suffering persecution for justice's sake. So I trust in God, that he is in glory, for the evangelist tells us that such are the blessed. At that time, there was a certain expedition against the Moors, and among the adventurers was my father, who was banished for the affair already mentioned. He went in the position of attendant on Knight, who also went, and with his master, like a lawyer-servant, he ended his life. My widowed mother, finding herself without a husband or home, determined to betake herself to the good things so as to be among them. So she went to live in the city. She hired a small house, And was employed to prepare victuals for certain students. She also washed the clothes of the stable boys who had charge of the horses of the Comendador de la Magdalena. Thus she frequented the stables, she and a dark-coloured man who was one of those who had the care of the horses. They came to know each other. Sometimes he came to our house late and went away in the morning. At other times He came to the door in the daytime with the excuse that he wanted to buy eggs, and walked into the house. At first, I did not like him, for I was afraid of his colour and his ugly face. But when I saw that his coming was the sign of better living, I began to like him, for he always brought pieces of meat, bread, and in the winter fuel to warm us. This intercourse went on until one day my mother gave me a pretty little brown brother whom I played with and helped to keep warm. I remember once that when my stepfather was fondling the child, it noticed that my mother and I were white and that he was not. It frightened the child who ran to my mother, pointing with its finger and saying, Mother, he's ugly. To this he replied laughing. But I noticed the words of my little brother and, though so young, I said to myself, How many? there are in the world, who run from others because they do not see themselves in them. It was our fate that the intimacy of the Thaide, for so they called my stepfather, came to the ears of the steward. On looking into the matter, he found that half the corn he gave out for the horses was stolen, also that the fuel, aprons, pillions, horse clothes and blankets were missing, and that when nothing else was left, the horseshoes were taken. With all this my mother was helped to bring up the child. We need not wonder at a priest or a friar when one robs the poor, and the other, his female devotees, to help a friend such himself, when the love of a poor stable lad brings him to this. All I have related was proved, because they cross-questioned me with threats, and being a child I answered and let out all I knew from fear, down to certain horseshoes which, by my mother's order, I sold to a blacksmith. They flogged my unhappy stepfather, and put my mother on the accustomed penance as a punishment. An order was given that she was not to enter the stables of the commendador, nor to receive the flogged in her house. The poor woman complied with the sentence that she might not lose all, and to avoid danger and silence evil tongues, she went away into service. She was employed in the open gallery of an inn, and so she contrived to rear the little brother, though suffering from many difficulties. She raised him until he could walk, and me until I was a fine little boy who went for wine and lights for the guests and for anything else they wanted. This is the end of chapter one of the life of the Lazarillo de Tormes. I hope you are intrigued to learn more. It gets funnier and funnier. He's a pretty little rascal, I guess I'm allowed to say. As usual, I remind you that if you have any recommendation, please, please write to us at libraries at norfolk.gov.uk with the subject Around the World in 80 Books, and we'll make sure that we read your favorite classic in translation soon. Muchas gracias y hasta luego. Grazie e arrivederci.